and welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack Sports. It is our Friday discussion. Um, be sure to check out our Tuesday episode of 30 Rack Sports where we talk some college football, um, cash out our so-so bets from the, uh, from the preseason for the pennant, and uh, give our two minutes on the NFL season so far. But this one, we're talking baseball. And we're drinking, still, Wild Ohio Brewing's gluten-free peach tea beer. Um, very much a beer, unlike what we've had. Uh, not made from barley or wheat, made from um, green and black tea leaves. So Ooh. certainly an interesting beer to try out. Get to our intros as always. I have Zach on my right giving the opinions. Hello, Zach. Hello. Hello. My name is Zach, and I have a problem. Oh, we'll get to your problems <laughs> later. Um, guy who also has problems, probably based on his team. <laughs> then again, all of our teams have huge problems. But uh, it's Josh on the ones and twos. Josh, excited to talk some baseball or a little bit disappointment? Mm. Yeah, fair. Uh, Just get used to it, guy. Um, I am used to <laughs> it. I'm Craig, and yeah, also also a little disappointed. Also a little disappointed. Hopeful for the future, but uh, I'm not as excited. Yeah, I was good. At, well, I would say as far as all three of our teams, mine has the biggest ability to just spend money oh like it's going yeah, yeah, style, yeah 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 going to shopping spree to macy's maybe yeah, yeah. dillard's we can afford like dollar general yeah maybe yeah. so you know that's at least they're the raising their point. prices i know did you or no that? dollar tree sorry dollar, dollar tree, tree is, was going yeah. above a dollar 35 45 50. i was stock, there yesterday that stock blew up i was gonna get in on that and that jacked up so it's like a hundred and something bucks a, we, a share we, we cut payroll over here in cincinnati over here in cincinnati yeah we, well, we just we'll cut get, payroll so well, we cut Greg's pay. We cut Greg's pay over, what? over the weekend after terrible. What? Josh and I did. Yeah. What? I picked the Astros. I know. You picked the Nationals. <laughs> we didn't tell you about the meeting. We had a discussion <laughs> with the management group, and we decided your pay was the one who got cut. Josh and I got fifteen percent raises. So. Fine. Rent for the <laughs> rent for the studio is yeah. now going up. We don't need your studio anymore. We're giving a couple five, weeks. We have a new studio. We're giving five percent to Chris Rose. Wow. He's coming in. You're out. In case anybody didn't know, in a few, what, about, about a mo- maybe a month, Josh, we'll, we'll have a new studio in Cincinnati. That's right, yeah. Spreading out the big bucks. We threw, you know, we threw six figs down. <laughs> Josh is like, I Being threw. Being built as we speak. Josh is like, I threw six figs down <laughs> in the studio space, but. Throwing dollar dollar bills Dollar all dollar around. bills, yeah. We'll be in Cincinnati, inside city limits, paying Cincinnati taxes. Can't wait. Oh, technically, my address is Cincinnati. Yeah, I was gonna so. say T- Sharonville is a weird place. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's like two feet Doesn't wide. Doesn't count. It's too close. To, if you're that close to two seventy five, you don't fair. count. Yeah, honestly, fair. <laughs> well, I'm north of two seventy five. I so, know that's yeah. what I'm saying. Outside the loop. But uh, guys, let's get to baseball. Baseball. Let's get to the brass tax things. Regular season of baseball finishing up this week. Um. Maybe a little bit of disappointment all around. None of our teams in the playoffs. Some more expected than others, but it is what it is. We will go to kind of our overall major league roundup, talking about our biggest surprises and disappointments. Talking surprises, Zach, we'll start with you. Any teams really surprise you? I mean, this is an easy one. I don't think it's really fair. I thought we were doing... um... We're doing surprises and disappointments, then we'll go to the awards. Oh, surprises. So that's surprises, like, good. Yeah. Disappointments, bad. Okay. That's where I was confused. Uh, my biggest surprise, um, it's low-hanging fruit, but I mean, <laughs> the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Yep. Anybody? I mean, name me 12 players on that roster. Name me five. Name me 10. I can name a few, but I mean, like, no Kevin way. Gossman, can, Brandon Belt. I can name you five Buster players Pose. right now that just blows my mind that they're on this team. Dee Sclafani. Dee Sclafani. Kevin Gossman, Alex Wood, Kurt Casale. Like, oh, shout out to Kurt Casale. And, and Johnny Cueto. And, yeah, I forgot and, Cueto was there. And, and uh, Buster Posey for being however Comeback old he player is. of the year. Comeback player. Comeback player of the year after not Definitely. playing last year. Yeah. I, 
Unreal. Uh, yeah, Unreal. I don't know what to say about it. It's uh, unbelievable. They got hot, you know, right out of the gate. I mean, they pretty much, you know, flag the flag, if you will. I thought, uh, I mean, pretty much controlled the division. I was so sure after the All-Star break, though, that they would tank. You know, they were one of those early season wonders. And I, I don't know. I You know what? They're a weird team to me because we'll get to our picks, I know, a little bit later. But, like, I'm not picking them. Like, I just, even in the playoffs, I'm like, I, I don't believe it. I, I don't yeah. believe they can do it. Um, I think, that, I mean, you know, whether it's the Dodgers or Cardinals who comes out of that, I think either one of them could be. Like, that's how I personally feel. And I think I'm going to be wrong. And yeah. the Giants are just going to win another World Series again. Because they've been surprising And they won you. three, what was that, three in like six, seven years or something? They, they won, they won three in five years. It was three in five years, BS. yeah. Yep. They're going to do that again. Um, total utter surprise for me. I think clearly. I my surprise honestly isn't even a playoff team. Yeah. But it's a team that who their win total coming into the year was twenty fifth, only ahead of the Tigers, Rangers, Orioles, Rockies, and Pirates. And was two games away from making the playoffs. You know, a couple more games here and there, over hundred hundred and sixty two game season. They won ninety games. They're over under with seventy one and a half. I'm going to Seattle. Uh, the Mariners, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, they were a team that, like, you didn't really see. They were just kind of hovering, you know, treading water, treading water, treading water. Yeah, they got water. Jake Bowers. So, I mean, that really took off from there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Bowers. They, but they got hot at the right time. They have some, you know, some decent pitching. And uh, they absolutely own the... Oakland Athletics this year. I think they won like 12 of their last 13 against Oakland. So yeah. they were a team that was just solid all the way around. And in and they several had other of, years, they would be in the playoff game. But And they had some of, the, you know, they had some uh, front office kind of issues. Yep. Yeah, they, it was just a weird year for Seattle. And no one really talked about Seattle. That's, that's a good one. No one really talked about them at all Yeah, so, this year, uh, even when they were in the deep of the hunt. And people are like, well, Yeah, until the last know. week where they were, you know, two games out and they i think they almost got i think they were tied for a spot you know yeah a couple days before the end of the season you know uh based on the over-unders they were expected to lose about 90 games yeah. so the fact that they got to 90 wins is pretty huge josh do you have any other uh, big surprises i mean yeah mine was mine was the giants just i i feel like a lot of people Ooh, do even your like, own work even like zach saying that he doesn't know if they can do it i mean they went 10 and 9 against the dodgers this season it. i don't it, believe it and it was one of the things that i said at the very beginning of the season is how long can you last after so many series against at the time i was saying the padres how will you last then in the postseason and now it's the giants yeah. and the giants definitely don't have the star power that the dodgers do but all season long you've heard people the naysayers for the Giants say, "Oh well, eventually they they'll they'll cool off. Like eventually they they'll return because they have so many guys that are just kind of like the Cardinals. Plenty of guys that are consistently average or just above average, and the consistency gets you there, man. And the fact that they've been able to slug that out all year long with the guys that they have is truly stunning. Uh, what about biggest disappointments for the year, uh, Zach? Obviously, a Twins is your pick. Yeah. But uh, a, a, any teams that really disappointed you this year? Um, you know, sorry, I was just taking one last gander. See, I, you know, the Twins. I mean, the Twins finished last in the American League Central, where you had two rebuilding teams slash the Indians who are reloading, and then really it was only the White Sox, Twins. Remember last year. Three AL Central teams made it, and um, obviously everybody knew the Indians with the trades in the offseason were done. Um, but, you know, it was going into the year, conversations, right? I think a lot of, I think the White Sox were kind of more of the consensus, a little bit favorite, but the Twins were people were like, well, you watch the Twins, you know, they build a solid roster, and once again, they show that they're, they're, they're one year magic, right? They, 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 to the smoke and mirrors. I mean, when you're looking at the way the season finished, I mean, outside of, uh, Polanco, who was solid, 33 home runs, 269. And then um, Josh Donaldson, you know, Nelson Cruz, obviously, for the period of time he was there. I mean, outside of that, you know, you look at Max Kepler, huge drop off offensively. I mean, basically everybody else on that roster, I mean, you know, Byron Buxton was 
only played 61 games. I mean, he he had good numbers, but he only played 61 games. Um, to finish dead last between the, the Royals and the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers aren't even, I don't think, rebuilding yet. They're, do, they're still doing the Miggy Cabrera send-off season where they didn't really do anything all year. They're just kind of like, it's for Miggy. Uh, and you finish below them and the Royals who are in a deep rebuild. Um, you know, we won't even get to the pitching outside of, you know, Barrios, who had a really nice solid year, um, and Pineda, just nothing, you know, met Meta, Kenta Meta, you know, 466 ERA, Jay Hop, 677. Um, my, a big disappointment for me, Randy Dubnak, uh, guy who played, you know, independent ball, got a nice contract from him, having a really good year last year, 766 ERA. Um, just a real bad team is what they turned out to be. And I thought that was utterly surprising to me. I thought there was no way, at least they don't finish second, you know, when 85, you right. told me they might win 85 games. Like, Oh, they definitely win 85. They yeah. Come close. Yeah. Josh, what about you? Any, any big disappointments? Uh, my big disappointment is the Anaheim angels of Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't you look expect- at that franchise and be disappointed in them. They're just, but I mean, they had no expectations even coming in. Sure. Really. But I mean, you still got to finish better than that. I think with the, some of the talent you have, I mean, you have to figure out a way. I mean, they made the trade Josh, for Haney and everything. Do you but know that, who their owner is? Yeah. He's a man by Mr. Moreno. Yeah. I'm already, aware of their front already, office. Already, already Moreno. Debauchery. Yeah. Are you, are you shocked? Are they, hey, I'm shocked they, they, they finished better than the Rangers. I think that yeah. is sort of a round of applause. I, I, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm just saying, like, some of the guys that they have, and, I mean, they had a Iglesi- they got Iglesias from the Reds, too, and he had a great season, but, like, there was no one that helped Otani in the starting, and even he had some bad games starting on the mound in the, down the stretch. Who else are their starting pitchers? But Alex, uh, is Alex Cobb still there? Yeah, Cobb's well, still there. They had he was good like five years ago. Yeah, one, he had like, what, one or two good years he with the Rays? He had one good year, and then he got, he got like a year and a half. Of hey, I read it got, on my fantasy league that one year. He, yeah, he had and then he year. had uh, TJ. They had Sandoval, and then, yeah, they traded for Haney, and that helped. Like, they had all these guys that, like, can't strike anyone out. Haney helped that a little bit, but he couldn't work out of trouble at all. He finished with one of the worst DRAs on the team. It's just, like, you've got to be able to... They have the piece. I get what you're saying. They have, you know, they have like, a right. few like, core pieces, and then yeah. the rest is trash. I mean, like, you and I could be, maybe go to spring training next year with the big league club. Sure. Be worth a shot. Ambulance on standby. But <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Someone teach me how to throw a sidearm. I could be in the bullpen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, probably. I, I just, I know, I know that's one off the beaten path and one that mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, eh, but I get what I, you're I, saying. I feel like you should have, you should at least be able to make a. Why spend the money on Otani? Exactly. And then the it's resign like, Trout you, if you're go not going to upgrade the rest of the roster. Totally. I get it. Speaking of a team that tried to upgrade, that didn't upgrade enough, um, you know, obviously the Padres were low-hanging fruit, a lot of injuries. Uh, I picked the Nationals to win the NL, so... Nationals were weird. Value, uh, value. I mean, think about the year yeah. they won the World Series. They were... Yeah. They just got hot, I think. But uh, a team that added pieces over the last couple of years, added pieces at the deadline, tried to go for it, Got some solid pitching during the year, but just could not hit once again, even with all the money that they've thrown in. The team that I almost talked myself into, I'm saying the New York Mets. Yeah. The Metropolitans, yeah. I mean, DeGrom, new ownership group, whole thing. Yeah. DeGrom only made 15 starts, but he had a, you know, a one ERA. Uh, you know, Stroman had a three ERA. Most of their bullpen pitchers, you would say they blew a lot of saves, but like, Edwin Diaz, Trevor May, Familia, they all, they all had under a four ERA. They were all fine. Right. But you look at, I mean, two guys in their regular starting lineup had above a 250 batting average. You know, Lindor hit 230. Uh, Conforto hit 232. McCann hit 232. Alonzo did hit 262. And then you had, you know, you added in Javi Baez, who did hit 300 this year, but you know had some tough strikeouts, and it wasn't like they had a ton of injuries. You know they had a little bit with Degrom, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They would go on a, they would win a little bit, and they would go on a losing streak. 
They would fight with the fans. The owner would be talking to the team. Just absolute, like, just yeah, it was a dumpster continuity. fire. Yeah, just after uh, dumpster they fire. fired their GM, and then they had to fire. Or yeah, someone else got in trouble there too for. Uh, well, they had. And I then think just before we went on, they let go of Rojas. So well, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they had the Beltron thing the year before, yeah. and then they had Rojas for the two Mets years. are uh, the greatest thing in sports. I would read a book every year about what really goes on there. So I'm sure oh, it's yeah. like the most because we only get the the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure it's absurd. Um, I, I like that one, Greg. That's the team. Uh, the team total hit two thirty eight as a team. Yikes! I mean, you look at their their big boppers. I mean, Alonso had thirty seven home runs, but Lindor only had twenty. Baez, I mean, you know, strikeouts galore. Yeah, they had five guys with over a hundred strikeouts. Like they were just the team was. The same as the you know the way the organization runs whole, just uh, very undisciplined. I, they were close. Lindor things weird. I think Lindor still got a chance to bounce back. If he doesn't bounce back next year, then I think there are concerns. Um, that's what that's what you got to wonder. Like with all the front office stuff going on, like how much of this is like a systematic thing where with the hitting and everything. Well, I don't like, know do these why guys they they brought back? Omar Manaya back to run the yeah. front. Why? Yeah. He was there how long when they were terrible? No, I mean, this just goes back the to their irresponsible stuff. Well, I know, like but you why get all would this you... talent up front? You don't compile any depth whatsoever, no. and you seem to have some sort of systematic and they issue. Had in the in there as GM, yep. who was an agent that didn't work out. Why they thought that would work out? I, I still want to know the whole throwing the chair situation when it went on there, and then you had the sexual the dick pics on the text messaging from their latest GM. Yeah, just it I feel like the Mets are either they can overcome being a mess like the 80s Mets and win a World Series or they can't and they're going to be a mess. I think, gonna, I, think I think Steve Cohen, I think everybody was hoping for a, a newfound uh yeah. and I think one year one year in. <laughs> yeah. Or for a wild ride. All right. Well, moving from our uh, surprises and disappointments to our superlatives. Uh, who we got for each of the the big three awards? Um, I guess just give each person's uh, MVPs from both sides. Um, Josh, AL and NL MVPs. Who do who do you have? AL MVPs easy. Uh, yeah, I think easy. we're all gonna go that route, right? Uh, Shohei Otani. Yep. I mean, I feel like it's hard to. Uh, We've never seen anything like that. No, yeah. No. I mean, and a guy let's... that, you know, struggled pitching later, but, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think we all had him as our AL MVP. Yeah. Hit 46 home runs, but still a solid pitcher if you put his full season I mean, together. 318, 156Ks, and 130 innings. Yeah. Yeah. And 46 home runs. I mean, was great. And had 20-plus, uh, over 25 stolen bases, I think, right? Um, yeah. 26. So. Yeah. So, a guy that did it all... I mean, you talk about five tool players. He's like an eight tool player. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, my what about N- NL? NL's MVP. a little more fun. Yeah, NL's a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this man slide. Trey Turner. Mm. Um, I think he's putting on a, a great season. Uh, kind of one of those, as far as in the middle of the season, quietly kind of just yeah. a very a very consistent. Uh, you know, a guy batting 328 all season, 336 at home, 28 homers, um, a 911 OPS. I mean, that talk about consistency out of a guy from your lineup, a guy that can get around the bases and score runs for you. Yeah. Stays healthy, consistently there for you each and every night. Trey Turner, I think, is one of the. If not oh, the Trey Turner is an the underrated piece of that Dodgers lineup. Yeah, he's such an underrated player. Uh, for me, I, I'm also going to go with the with the former national. Um, so, all time, there have been four outfielders that have had a season with 100 runs, 40 doubles, 35 home runs, and 100 blocks. Uh, one George Herman Ruth did it twice. Yep. Uh, Barry Bonds did it once. Stan Musial did it once. Uh, and then Bryce Harper did it this Damn, year. Used to hook mine with the you, with the Phillies. Yeah. I th- really, I thought you were gonna have Soto, but uh, Harper is a guy that 
I feel like he's one of my favorite guys to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand all the hate for him. I I I love his swing. Yeah. I love his swing. swing. I think he plays the game hard and sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, but I really like the way he, he plays the game. Is a guy that struggled average early in yeah. his career. His third in batting average this year, sixth in home runs. RBIs were a little bit down, but I think that's because of the They're Phillies. Terrible. The Phillies really just, you expected to see take a step forward, and they haven't. I mean, a guy that, once again, gets on base, hits the ball for power. I mean, you know, 35 home runs, you know, 40-plus yeah. doubles. So a guy that is just instant offense and a guy that, you know, obviously is one of the highest-paid players in the game, but a guy that, Honestly, like, you know, at least this season earns it when he's putting up numbers like that. Yeah, I was going to go Harper, too. Um, Peel is between him and Soto. I want to give Soto a shout out real quick because it was close. Uh, yeah. Soto, up and coming, 22 years old, already won a World Series. I mean, kind of carried the Nats to that in some ways. Um, you know, Soto hit 313, 111 <laughs> runs, 29 RBIs, 95 ribbies, and. Um, for a, a really god awful team, so those numbers—if he played on anybody halfway decent, what? We'll get. To we're it good. He's getting. He's getting ahead of himself. We're getting to it later. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we were giving good looks, but yeah, I think Harper. The reason I was giving the nod to Harper was he had a huge second half, and you know he at least kept the Phillies in the conversation. And what was a bad division, but um, you know he at least kept them around. They they finished with a over five hundred record, so I was going to give the nod to Harper. Uh, moving to Cy Youngs. Uh, Zach, you can start AL or NL, whatever, whatever your fancy is. But uh, who are you looking at for for your Cy Young winners? Cy Young um, was interesting. I'm gonna go start at the NL. Um, some interesting names, but I, I'm gonna go Walker Bueller. I think he starts to finish was one of the most consistent and just the guy who. As far as outstanding pitchers go, the best pitcher on, I think you can make an argument, the best team in baseball. Yeah. And he's going to be, you know, obviously they have Scherzer there now. Um, Kershaw, I don't know. I last I heard, iffy. Yeah, he was uh, iffy to come Yeah, back. he's iffy, so that's a huge uh, deal. Um, you know, they have Julio Arias as well. Um, Zach Wheeler, you know, had a great year. Corbin Burns. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go Walker Buehler, you know, 247, 97 whip. I thought he starts to finish was just just a very quiet guy, but consistently the best. That's who I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I uh, I, I had Max Scherzer. Yeah, Max. Okay. Because yeah. I I looked the one thing that I looked at is I looked at that whip. Yeah. Point eight six four. That's walks, hits, per innings pitched. <clears throat> so average, you know, well less than one base runner per inning. Uh, you know, especially the end of his season once he got traded to the Dodgers. And I understand sometimes when you play for a worse team, ERA, it gets tough because you don't have the run support and whatnot. Right. 7-0, 198 ERA with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. 246 overall. Just a guy that has unbelievable stuff. And late in the season, it seemed like every other day it was like six innings with no hits, seven innings with no yeah. hits. Just an unbelievable pitcher. I understand. I Walker Bueller would not you know, bother me at all, but I honestly was looking at Corbin Burns at first, and I was like, this, like, I, he's killed, you know, Josh and I's teams all year, and I was like, probably has to, but I looked at Scherzer, and I'm like, those stats are too good. Josh, what about you? Yeah, what, do I get to do my AL? What are we doing? Are we doing we're going back. Uh, oh. yeah, we'll get back to you. This is different than the previous. Uh, Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be Scherzer for me. Same reasons as Greg said. I mean, the stats are all there. One stat you didn't bring up, I mean, is his strikeout to walks is insane. Least amount of walks in the league amongst these pitchers and almost 12 strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, you talk about getting it done and proving your value over and over again. This guy, there's no quitting him. Uh, what about for the AL for you, Josh? ALs, I feel like, is kind of cut and dry. Uh, and one that I said at the beginning of the year, he was one of my big question marks if he'd stay healthy, if he'd perform uh, in New York. Garrett Cole... Um, kind of same reasons as Max Scherzer there. Only only the 1.06 whip, uh, over 12 strikeouts per nine, and keeping walks down as well. I think that was you know a big thing this year that you saw a lot of these pitchers that are up in this care- category 
have walk trouble. You're um, going to go with Garrett Cole? I'm going Garrett Cole. <sighs> okay. Oh, I, Oof, I, I don't know. I'm staying in the, in the division. Yeah. But uh, Robbie I'm Ray? Going, yeah, I'm going yeah, Robbie Ray. Yeah. I think the one thing that is overlooked the most about Robbie Ray, if I had to play in Buffalo for half the season, mm-hmm. then which is you know, a triple-A ballpark, a little bit smaller, and then play in Toronto after that, a guy that I felt like has always been a solid starter just for bad teams, especially right. when he was in Arizona. He had a rough year a lot. He was yeah, he was, pretty he bad. Was, yeah, he was bad a lot. But, you know, he got traded midseason and whatnot, yeah. so... Uh, two eight four ERA, almost two hundred and fifty strikeouts. Leads the league in these categories, by the way. WHIP, quality then, starts, yeah. ERA, and strikeouts. I was gonna say WHIP one point oh five. Yeah, and he just because Cole had some, had a couple just, of bumps in the road yeah. here. He just blows dudes yeah. away, and he's been yeah. good. Like, yeah, he's one of those guys that's been good start to finish. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I was. I was on the Robbie Ray train. I thought that was pretty cut and dry, but you know, yeah. Josh always thought throws curveballs. It'd be a little different. Uh, time. <laughs> rookie of the year in the AL. Not a whole lot. It, rookie of the year was kind of tough with no um, off season or no uh, minor league in 2020. So a lot of these guys did have some games the years before, but not right. enough to qualify as rookies. Zach, who do you have as your AL rookie of the year? Yeah, you can go Wander Franco. I, I want to go ahead and be a homer here for just a hot minute. He's Love not going to win it. It's, you know, not going to happen. But um, a guy who, you know, is part of the Chloe Kluber trade, uh, who we haven't heard a lot about, which is always a good thing for a closer, Emmanuel Classe this year. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, he, had a, he, he did have a little bit of a stretch there, kind of, you know, around the one third mark of the year where had some had a couple blown saves some problems yeah but Since a guy then, that didn't have that many you know no i mean coming season. into this year i think suspended all last I'll year spend all last year and then only had made a few uh, appearances with the rangers the year before um i you know overall unbelievable for a reliever you know finished with 24 saves not many opportunities um you know 1.29 era um 74 strikeouts and 69 innings there's 100 miles an hour um you know, we'll definitely get some votes in the top ten. And, you know, not nah, he he's not gonna win it. Um, but I I wanted to get, be a little homer here and give him a shout out as I thought very quietly had a very great year overall. And the Indians I think have their closer for the next several years. So yeah, I think uh, you know you mentioned Franco, who I think if he would have played you know closer to 162, yeah, would have won. Uh, the obvious choice. You going with the other Ray? Randy Rosa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had uh, he he came on the scene last postseason, but mm-hmm. only had you know uh, twenty three games in twenty twenty, nineteen games in twenty nineteen. That was for the Cardinals, so he still qualifies as a rookie. Twenty home runs, sixty nine RBIs, eight fourteen OPS. Yeah. Uh, what there there was a, a guy for the Orioles that played all right. Franco played all right, but really he was the only like solid contributing rookie. Once again, this is a year that's kind of weird for rookies. So uh was yeah. definitely the most consistent player and pretty much ran away with it in the yeah. AL as the one consistent rookie in the I AL. think the Rookie of the Year award for both leagues is pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll argue for Franco just in the sense that, like, you don't often trade, and you guys have heard me talk about Willie Adamas and what he's done for the Brewers plenty on the show, but you don't often trade a guy of Adamas's you know, yeah. prowess, and then just have rookie slip right in and get right to it, match right. those numbers. So I think if he would have had a full season, he could have put together a better run there. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a shot here. Wander Franco for AL Rookie of the Year, NL yes. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, do you really? Yep. You gonna argue anything other than jo- or Jonathan India? Who you know it, first came up? There's a little bit of a. I was like, well, I don't know, but yeah, I mean. I After mean, a rough couple, which everybody has. Oh, I'm not knocking it. Sure. Uh, very, very cut and dry. I think Jonathan India is, you know, almost 100 runs, 21 RBIs, or not, 21 home runs, 69 RBIs. Um, really was kind 21 of... 21 home runs. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, that is, yeah, if you think lot. about it's it. Yeah, a I mean, ton. No, I would agree. 21 home runs is a ton. Okay, Greg, where, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, I have here. to. I, I have to take the homer pick. 
Patrick Wisdom. Oh my god. For the Chicago Cubs. He's not even like okay. He is a rookie. I know he's a rookie. I'm saying I don't even know if he's really on the okay, whatever. He's he's third in odds right now. Twenty-eight home runs, sixty-one RBIs in hundred and six games, uh eight twenty-three OPS, has a higher defensive war than Jonathan India, playing at a more premier position as far as third base. Hey, I'm we, not saying he's gonna win. We all know I'm that they don't take they barely take war into account for anything, much or I'm defensive not, war, much less on a rookie. I, I'm of the not year. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but I will say for a team that was awful after they traded all of their players. Two rookies in Patrick Wisdom and the creative player Frank Schwindel, <laughs> who is fifth somehow in Rookie of the Year voting, mm-hmm. carried this Cubs team. If I had a vote, I would probably still vote for India, but Wisdom should at least get his due for the fact that he was a guy, basically him and Schwindel were both taken off waivers, yeah. and they both had solid seasons for a very bad Cubs team and actually they were okay offensively with these two leading the these two and Contreras leading the charge they just had an awful uh pitching staff so Patrick Wisdom I mean 823 OPS almost 30 home runs in 106 games is nothing to sneeze at if he gets a full season he's challenging for the major league lead so okay whatever you say who was your pick for NL uh, MVP? Um, we both I, had Harper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 96 runs, 33 doubles, 21 home runs, 12 stolen bases, and 71 walks. Bryce, those Bryce Harper's numbers. Yeah. Yep. There's only one other player in baseball that has those numbers. And that's Jonathan India. I went with Jonathan. Don't look at me while you The make other that thing statement. that I have to say about <laughs> Jonathan India, and this is definitely the biggest reason why I don't think people should vote for him. And if you disagree with me in this, he wears a then you, uniform, no. Greg. No, he had a halfway, bad pitching staff too. Halfway through the season, he changed his walk-up song. He used to have Pirates of the Caribbean, and it was unbelievable. And then he changed it. All right, and I thought he's a I'll bum ever since. I'll agree with you there, but I mean, he leads all—not just NL—all major league rookies in on-base percentage, doubles, and walks. He leads the NL rookies in RBIs and extra base hits. The NL rookie of the month. I mean, July. Uh, uh, obviously the rookie of the year. I my only thought was like you said with uh, Class A. Hopefully he gets some votes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Class yeah, A sure, will get sure. some votes, and I'm yeah, sure they will. Wisdom yeah. definitely deserves some votes. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom had a good year. Yeah, I th- absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, if I still had a vo- if I had a vote, it would be for India. Like I've I've seen him play several times. He's a solid rookie and projecting to be this, a very good player. The, the one thing that i'll champion india for is that his 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 toughness i know that's a bit of a cliche thing to say super cliche but he's the first rookie in major league history to have 20 home runs 10 stolen base at least 20 home runs at least 10 stolen bases and at least 20 hit by pitch no one cares uh, so a guy that Took a lot of hit by pitch. Oh, Anthony Rizzo gets hit by a pitch, and you say he's leaning into it. Jonathan India does, and you say he's got some that. toughness. He also had some injuries. He also had some injuries in the field at second. Made a lot of diving plays, uh, and just you know took a beating there. Uh, like there were a couple weeks where it was just like Jesus, wrap this guy up. But he always came back from it. He stayed in games when I he maybe shouldn't have. A solid um, top of the order guy, which is something that the Reds have been looking yeah, for for oh, years. Yeah, so. Not well, since Chu. Staying on the Reds, going Shinsu Chu to yep. the offseason. Some big decisions to be made. Obviously, some big question marks. Um, the biggest one coming out to, you know, kind of fringe MVP candidate, probably get some top 10 votes. A guy who was, you know, near the top of the league in the first half of the season. Nick Castellanos. $16 million club option. Says he had, but was it the most fun he's had in any any season? Do yep. you think, whether it's through an accepted option or re-signing, do you expect to see Cassianos? There's a deep drive, and it'll be 4 nothing Reds. Do you expect to see him in a Reds uniform next year? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um... I just, if I was Nick Castellanos, which clearly I'm not, that'd be fun. 
Uh, <laughs> Got to get a little bit better at baseball, bub. Uh, <laughs> if, if I was in his position be- and this organization hired me to come be a part of their ball club and we got really, really good and then that same organization kind of told us to fuck off, I wouldn't want to play for them. I mean, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Reds' front office completely abandoned this team this year. And I, and for Nick Castellanos, as much as he says, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win, I'm here to make this a winning team, like if that's your goal, but that's not the front office's goal, then why would you want to stay there? And I've seen the pictures of the him moving out of the house. So uh, oh, my, my biggest thing is, I mean, to be fair, the Reds, Josh, it, you don't know what they tried to do. Well, that's that's my. They have one. a trade partner. That's my Trust one. Trust me, as an Indians fan, who's always like, they never do anything. Like, I just imagine no one wants to trade with the Indians. So that's my one thought. You know, seeing some star players, especially Castellanos, former Cub, for a slight little bit. Uh, oh, oh, these oh, guys. Oh. You just wonder for Castellanos. Obviously, wants to win, and I think would stay in Cincinnati. But you just wonder if you're going to get an actual good faith offer from the Reds, an actual market value offer, right? Because like you if, look at these guys, and you don't know how many good years they have, and they want to make the money when they can, which is understandable. But if the Reds are going to lowball them, like the Reds have done since how long have the Reds been a team? Eighteen something something, you know. It's it's always I mean it's always been these Ohio teams, so yeah it's just like if 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 a team like I don't know like if a team like the Mets comes knocking like a team that could use a guy of his caliber in the outfield um, or at the plate rather comes knocking with a decent offer and the Reds don't can't it's, match it's, it. it's just yeah if you, or the Reds, can't even can't, come close right right. You just wonder, like, after last year, like I said on a Tuesday show, you know, they, they cut payroll. Um, so when you're cutting payroll, you're not too hopeful for things like that. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and I mean, I see right now, you know, Spotrack has Castellano's $60 million option. His market value is, you know, $22 million. Probably would get offers higher than that, and I don't see the Reds being anywhere in that ballpark. Um, going into the offseason as far as other needs, what do you expect the Reds to do? Obviously, some whole... I mean, the, 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 the monster in the room has been the shortstop the last couple of years. Um, you know, losing some of the guys that have given them some good innings, like Michael Givens. Yeah, do I you don't... think they pick up relief pitchers in a shortstop, or do you think uh, the rebuild, retool, re-whatever is back on for the Reds? I'm not sure about the retool, rebuild thing. Um, I don't think they go after a shortstop because I don't think they necessarily need to anymore. Kyle Farmer proved himself this year. Um, if, if you want to argue that, go ahead. Sure, he's no superstar or anything, but he definitely you know, earned his spot there. And I think you have a pretty capable uh, prospect in um, Jose Bar- Barrero. Um, ready to fill in behind him. Uh, so give that give that some development and see where it is. I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt to, but I think you're you're more concerned with, you know, with Kyle Bodie and all the driveline guys kind of leaving. And I, if you read into a lot of the stuff that those guys have said and a lot of the stuff that Derek Johnson, the Reds pitching coach, has said, I think there was beginning to be a very big divide between the actual coaching staff and the development staff in where the driveline guys, as great as they are and everything, you know, and, you know, I kind of came on the same time Trevor Bauer did with the Reds. You saw a lot of that stuff going to the real scientific side. Well, that stuff is all well and good and everything. It seems like Derek Johnson was kind of getting frustrated with the, because Derek Johnson's approach, and I think what makes him one of the best pitching coaches in the league is hey, you throw these pitches really well. Let's focus on getting you these pitches that are your favorite pitches to throw. Let's get you as comfortable as we can throwing those as best we can, and let's focus on what you do best. Not, hey, if you grip it this way and see it spinning at this degree, at this velocity, maybe if you, you know, Mm -hmm. forgetting all of that and just getting back to the basics. 
I think you're going right. to see more of that in the off season than actual moves. I think there's more going on there than than people that then we know really. Um, that that was a very shocking thing at the end of the season to see those guys as much as they've invested into the Reds and the Reds invested into them. Kind of a shocking departure there. Yeah. But I think it's going to be. At first, I was really concerned. But I think it's going to be for the best. And I think that is going to be one of the biggest changes you see this offseason. Zach, going over to the Indians, um, a lot less on the free agency side. The only big name that you see is, you know, Jose Ramirez, but that's a club option. He's got two options. Yeah, 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 those are picked. That they'll pick up. Those are picked. Um, Really. And he wants to sign long term. Yeah, and I was going to say. He's made it very clear. Uh, Jose's a little different cat. When that comes to that, uh, you know, you got to remember he had literally no offers. The Indians plucked him out of obscurity for like 50 grand. He loves playing in Cleveland. Um, I think he's one of the few superstars that may take less than market value to resign with Cleveland, which shocked me. And I think they might try to get a deal done this year. Um, yeah, aside of that, I mean, the only uh, person. Robo, who I don't think they'll pick up his club option. And then aside of that, you have, you know, guys who's. We're making less than three million. You have Blake Parker, Brian Shaw, and Wilson Ramos. So you know, no guys, you know, thirty-four and older that right. You could pick up again if you wanted to for whatever money. I guess the question is, do they keep tearing down? Do they start to build no, up? No, no, no. I no. think They're they kind of have a a pretty young team already. They have a pretty Youngest friendly team in baseball. Yeah, they have a pretty friendly. Um, they had the youngest and cheapest team in baseball, and they were two games under 500. Yeah, so the um, question is, how do you move forward? Do you think they make any moves? Do you think it's similar to, like, uh, Cesar Hernandez, where they get some veteran guy, you know, some cheaper veteran guys, or do you think they, they try to make a splash they're like gonna, they they're gonna, for uh, Encarnacion? <laughs> no. Uh, they're going to spend some money. Um, you know, I think, you'll, you know, they'll, they'll invite a couple vets in. Um Obviously, you know, there's big questions on the 40-man roster um, as far as the big questions out of the outfield. Miles Straw, which was I think was a huge trade that's, huge worked, out, that's worked out so well for them. has kind of solidified the center field position for them. Um, I think Ahmad Rosario settled in at shortstop. Obviously, Jose's at third. Um, I think you got a lot of options at second base internally, including young prospects. I mean, the Indians have an absurd amount of yeah, top-ranked middle yeah. oh, infielders. Yeah. You got Jimenez. That they could also trade. Um, so they'll find an internal option there. First base is a question mark. I think you got two guys in Yu Chang or Bobby Bradley that you'd like to see, or Nolan um, Jones, who's their top prospect. One of those three to win that. They're not going to sign anybody there. I was going to say... It would either be catcher or one of the corner spots. I think they really want um, Zimmer to win one of the the corner spots or like uh, Harold Ramirez. Um, I could see if they're going to spend some money, and they will obviously in multiple positions, but I think maybe like a Michael Conforto, um, who's a guy who's kind of always been under the radar, had some ups and downs, uh, probably not panned out with what the Mets wanted, um, but it's a solid everyday kind of guy that they – they don't have enough options in the outfield right now to settle both corner spots is basically my point. I think Michael Conforto, I mean, a Castellanos would be fucking amazing. I don't, they're not going to spend the money on that though. Uh, I think Castellanos gets a pretty nice deal Yeah, in, uh, for in, the way he's playing. They're, they're not going to spend that kind of money. Um, in mid-August, they had a Bleacher Report had their like predicting the lineups. And right now for the Indians, the only non-Indian that they had in their roster was... yeah. For whatever reason, they had Brandon Belt at first base, but they had you know Brandon Belt. No, no, the first base Harold, though, they're going to fill internally. That's they, but they had Harold Ramirez and Josh Naylor at left and right field. You have Zimmer. You have some questions, but you know, like I mean, you Naylor's said, a big question. I love Naylor. He's not put in a full season yet. Obviously, and you don't he know what you can do. And he's got injury. a terrible. No one really knows what that's going to look like. Um, I'm all for Naylor getting the job. I just think outfield's the one spot that they'll spend. I mean, look what they did this past year. They knew they were going to rebuild, and they still spent $8 million, which for them was a lot, to sign um, Eddie Rosario, who obviously didn't work out. But I'm saying I think... they got some trade value for him, so... They did. But I'm saying that they're going to spend a little bit more money, and I think you you could see like a Conforto, or it could be, or very likely could be a trade. 
you know, they if they went the trade route, they could probably get something a little bit more of an upgrade there. Um, I think that's where they spend the money. Last question with the Indians. Yeah. Do you think they have any pressure to try to play better with the new name? Um, I think they set a nice baseline. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there, there is, yeah, yeah, there is a pressure to come out and play well. I, I, I don't think as a front officer you're nervous about that. I mean, you missed a massive three fifths of your starting rotation for huge chunks of the year. That is true. Um, and when those guys were in there, Plesak was up and down before and after coming back. But um, what we saw this year was Tristan McKenzie really show out in the second half when he came back up. Um, and then Bieber and Savalde were pitching lights out until they got hurt. You have the pitching, you have the back end, you have the bullpen. I think they have enough offense. They had a few I mean, more At the pieces. beginning of the year, they were sticking right with There's it. There's no reason I don't think everybody stays healthy, things go right, that they shouldn't. I'm not saying they make the playoffs next year, say, but that they're not fighting for a playoff. Contend spot. for one. They're yeah. definitely contending, and I think they're going to be a thorn. You saw what they can. They were a huge. They had a winning record against the White Sox before Bieber went down. Yeah, Savali yeah. went down, so they're going to be a huge thorn in people's side. Are they going to be world? No, they're not competing for World Series next year. But they're right there. No, I think two, three more years, everything goes right there. But yeah, there is the pressure. Ultimately, but I don't think it's immense. Like they got to go remake the roster. I think they got a, ni- a huge group of nice pieces. They just got to start filling in the holes. All right. Well, as we wrap things up, uh, final predictions before we get out of here. Going into the playoffs, um, who wins it all? What team? NLAL champions and. Uh, your World Series champion, Josh, who you got? The Tampa Bay Rays, or the Montreal, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays, I think, have... The NL is going to get messy, I feel like. I feel like the NL is kind of going to cannibalize itself a little bit, and you could kind of see any yeah. of those teams making it to the World Series, um, at which point none of them will be a match for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are just built top-to-bottom studs. I mean... You can say that the Giants and the Dodgers maybe are the better team because they have more wins, but the Rays are just top to bottom. What a front office. Uh, Zach, what about you? I'm going to make one wild prediction here. First of all, I'm going to say I'm calling the Dodgers are going to lose the Cardinals. I think one games are wild. Well, Joe West's last game. Yeah, and I think think the Cardinals are going to pull it off. Um, no. Curious the, to see who they send to the mound. Fair. I just I don't know. I'm gonna go with it because it's literally a fifty fifty odds. Um, I'm gonna go. Haven't won once since '05. I'm gonna go with with the White Sox and Tony Larusa. I don't, I don't know why. Something tells me Tony's got it going on. I think the White Sox have a little bit of everything. They don't do anything great. Um. They got enough bashers and a, a slightly enough pitching. I think they can kind of just squirrel their way in. I wouldn't shock me if the Rays, obviously. I, I'm going to go with the White Sox, though. I'm going to go a little different there. What do you about you, Greg? Uh, I, I, I'm changing mine as we're talking. What, did you, what were you going to go with? <laughs> I was going to go with Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, but I think I've switched. I think I got to go with the two teams that have played the best yeah. against all odds this season. Uh, Tampa Bay and San Francisco. And I think San Francisco has the most World Series pedigree. Uh, they have Buster Posey, who's won several titles. Okay. They have uh, four. But it's not like the Rays have been close. Yeah. I mean, so been that's, what, that's what I mean. That's why I have them there. And you got Tony La Russa. Never heard of him. He'll get a DUI before game <laughs> seven yes, and be in jail. And the team, will, the team will rally around him in jail. And I think, I mean... You know they have world <laughs> they have World Series champion Chris Bryan on that roster, so I mean fair yeah. We'll uh, give me the Giants over the Rays, all right? Because I just don't I I had the Dodgers, but I just don't trust like one game playoffs. I just don't trust you. No, that's what I mean. Teams. I'm just yeah. picking the Cardinals. I just feel like if anybody's gonna spoil the Dodgers, just gonna be like the Cardinals who are not, not exceptional in, in any way that are just gonna no, get gonna swept like th- by the Giants in four games. Yeah, it's gonna be like a three-two game, and Goldschmidt's gonna hit like a two-run homer like 
oppo down yeah, the line yeah, or something. Like, some, like ridiculous. When you go number. 17 and one to end the season and then you don't play and then you have a one game series, how are you going to perform in that? I feel it. In one game, like you can put the Diamondbacks out there and they've got like a 40% chance to win one game. You got to win one game. Yeah. One game is one game. In baseball, that's why I'm not a fan of the one games. I want to see three yeah, game series at minimum. Alrighty, well, we have our World Series champion. Josh has the Rays. Zach has the White Sox. And I have Chicago. We'll go Chicago. Gigantes. So, uh, you lib. Chicago's professional baseball team, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah, of course. The real one. The Comiskeys. Would you, I'm sorry, which one has won a World Series more recent? Hmm. Has, has either of your teams won a World Series since the year 2000? Hey. Or since World War II, really. Hey, that phantom goddamn rain delay. Oh, we all know that was God. bullshit, oh, Greg. We will all right, revamp the whole... All right, all we're right. going to start over from game one. Let's go over we're, it. We're, we're... <laughs> bullshit. Uh, be ready for Zach and Greg's World Series recap. Uh, 17 hours in entirety. 26. We'll watch all the games live. <laughs> straight through. Coming out soon. Oh, uh, we should do that. That'd be wild. Just oh get drunk, God. like, straight through, like, 24 hours. Like, we just watched every game. <laughs> no. Don't get, dr- get like, drunk drunk. No, I know. Like, like, drunk, like drunk, whiskey yeah. drunk. Oh, like, I, can't, I can't handle my liquor, though. That's what I mean. Like, want to physically kill each other. I don't know. That would, okay. I'd probably just get sick. Fine. How about beer? How, we'll get beer drunk. We'll get wine drunk. Oh, no. And charcuterie. Heavy IPA drunk. Heavy IPA with there we go. charcuterie boards. Sounds good to me. All right. Be ready for that sometime in the future. I like how you guys went all the way around the horn there and then back to the usual heavy IPA. Uh, good you know, for you. You, you know, know yourselves. We're, it's called responsibility. We learn it at some point. Maybe. I still haven't figured out. I have a kid. Alrighty. <laughs> well, we want to thank one more time Wild Ohio Brewing and their gluten-free peach tea beer. And, of course, all the listeners, we will be back next week to wrap up uh, some more college football, a little bit more NFL, possibly a 40 bet. Well, definitely a 40 bet being cashed Oh, out. whoa, whoa. Before we cut, yeah, we got a 40 bet. Yeah, Packers-Bengals. Okay, I don't know. We didn't really like make a thing of it. Yeah, Josh and I got a 40 bet. Josh is going to be drinking a 40. Probably. <laughs> So we'll see that. This one's not very fun. You guys will you guys will be more fun. Alrighty. Well, let's get out of here. For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones and twos. Go Bearcats. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to a Friday edition of 30 Racket Sports. Peace.